Hello, and welcome to another edition of Perspectives on Growth. I hope that everybody had a tremendous Thanksgiving and is looking forward to the remaining holidays of the year and to finishing the business year strong. So a few weeks ago, I attended my first Tiburon CEO Summit out in San Francisco, California. Chip Rome's CEO Summit is, in my opinion, an unparalleled experience. The conference has a true focus on the future of the industry. The invited guests, who are all accomplished, tremendous people in investment management, wealth management, investment banking, and asset management, allowed for tremendous dialogue and idea sharing. And I think the insights that were gained from the presentations, breakouts, and one-on-one discussions really left me excited, opportunistic, and thinking far more broadly about the wealth management business overall. So today, and over the next several episodes, I thought I would share some of my learnings and how we might think about leveraging these insights for growth in 2024 and beyond. So I titled this episode, Small But Mighty, because frankly, we're in an industry with massive opportunity And yet as much effort as we put in and as long as we've been at it, we are still just scratching the surface around the opportunity and frankly, the changing demographics. And after you hear these statistics, I hope you'll agree. So Chip Rome's opening presentation was filled with data and trends that I believe are incredibly significant and powerful. One of those was how hard it is to believe that the wealth management industry had an astounding 2.4% organic growth rate in 2022 based on net flows. So think about that. As big as our business is, we had only a 2.4% organic growth rate in 2022. Now, that's roughly $1.5 trillion in net flows captured largely by the warehouse and discount brokerage firms in a market that's currently between $70 and $80 trillion and is moving towards asset availability of around $150 trillion over the next 5 to 10 years. So if you're an advisor listening to these data points or a firm that really wants to grow, the question is how should we be thinking about that growth rate relative to our goals in 2024 and beyond? So here's a few perspectives for your consideration. Financial services overall is, I think, currently enamored, if you will, with headlines from organizations that have had large asset lifts over the past several years. However, if you sort of break that apart and and really depending upon your perspective, most of that growth occurred from acquisitions and lift outs rather than real, true, organic growth. So if we really think about delivering value to clients, there should be a significant organic growth component in the mix. And that's really defined as new assets from new clients and existing or additional assets or asset consolidation from existing clients. So if the market is currently a 70 to $80 trillion market, moving towards a $150 trillion market, organic growth is not only critical, but I believe it's representative of value in the marketplace. So let's think about it. Organic growth tells us a lot about a business or an advisor. First, organic growth is often growth leveraging existing talent and infrastructure, so we make the presumption that it's profitable growth. Second, organic growth speaks directly to value. So if a client values your advice or service, they're going to consolidate with you over time and refer. And then thirdly, organic growth builds brand value because you're expanding your reach with new relationships and existing relationships. The bottom line is organic growth is vital to overall growth. 
The second thought is if you or your firm is serious about real organic growth, relying on sort of the old school marketing methods or assuming that client referrals will get you there is probably going to be a disappointment. They may support an individual lifestyle practice, but it's clear that it will no longer allow for real, significant, sustainable growth. Leveraging social media marketing, however, educational marketing, identifying large prospect pools and niches will be really the only way, in, in my opinion, based on Chipram's data, for firms to truly sustain organic growth and profitable growth at any real level. And then finally, fee compression is real. According to a few industry sources, the median basis point fee on, on managed accounts is around 40.6 basis points, down from 56.9 basis points in 2015. Now, I believe there's a lot of reasons for this. The first is simply this, the number of providers, right? There are just too many investment options, which really diversify the asset pools and the asset basis points and drive pricing down. Second is that value has shifted from traditional investment management, which has largely been democratized, to places where value exists for the consumer, which are in many aspects of planning, tax savings, kind of moments of truth, decision-making, and largely family dynamics. Now, the scary part about the basis point decrease is that it's really slow and marginal, which means that most folks don't pay attention to it or pay little attention to it or say, my clients pay me more or justify where they are today. It's not really a problem for me, most will say. However, the pricing erosion on the margin hurts growth and profitability over time. Therefore, we've got to take it seriously. So regardless of where you are in your business evolution, if we don't look for opportunities to communicate a different value story and then deliver real value over time, we might be out of business or perhaps just challenged to invest and grow our own business. So as we plan for 2024, what can we do differently? How can we think about things a little differently? Here are a few ideas just to get you started. First, Organic growth as defined as net new flows should be a top metric on every advisor and firm in growth mode. Make it a part of every strategy session, every team meeting. It is the lifeblood of our business and there's obviously plenty of assets that need a home. Number two, think bigger when it comes to growth. Remember, the marketplace in the United States is close to $100 trillion. To put that in perspective, the three largest independent RIAs in the United States have less than 2% of the market opportunity, and yet they generate hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. So think bigger about asset capture methods, growth targets, scale opportunities, and methods to market your business. I'm sure that we are doing the same. And then number three, really, I think evolving our marketing commitments and efforts will become more critical as time goes on. I'm often blown away by what social media education does, niche development, and the like will continue to do to be important drivers of scale, differentiation, and growth. Speaking of niches and growth, tune into our next episode where we're going to review the three levers of money in motion that I learned from Chip Rome and how to position your practice or business to capture more of this market opportunity. So let me end with a commitment to you if you're listening to this. So my reason for starting Perspectives on Growth and my commitment on Perspectives on Growth has always been to offer a few ideas or thoughts in a couple of minutes that allow you to think, maybe question, maybe be a check and balance, 
or perhaps even just confirm your thinking. And we will continue that as long as it's valuable to you, but in 2024, uh, bring it to you with far more consistency. I've appreciated the emails and texts that I get when a topic resonates, but we need to bring you thoughts, ideas, and strategies much more consistently, and I promise you that we will. I hope these ideas pay dividends for you in 2024. I'm Matt Johnston, and thank you for listening to Perspectives on Growth.